Welcome to the Providence Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Nathan Herndon. If you'd like to stay connected, download our app Providence Community from your phone's app store or visit our website at providencecommunity.org. All right. Well, guys, can I be real with you one second? This is so weird. I can't hear anything going on. It's just a few smiling people are looking at me, giving me thumbs up and stuff. I have no clue what's happening. I know a lot of you have no clue what's happening. Can, can I, I know I just said this, but um, the, the we are not trying. I feel like there's this big pressure that we have to try to make church exactly like it was two weeks ago. That is no, not what we're trying to do. The, the same God who met us two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, wants to meet us now in these living rooms and these homes. And so we're doing the very best with, uh, with uh, where we're at in history. And I believe that what God, is, what God is doing, even though it feels very uncomfortable and different for us, what God is doing is, is uh, massive massively huge, massively big, I encourage you to just stick in uh, to the, stick close to the heart of God because he's going to surprise us with his move in this day. And so um, that we're following the same God who wants to encounter us in massive ways. And so keep pressing into Jesus. This is a different situation, same God. So I want to encourage you with that. Um, so, hey, so this is, this is a privilege for me because Providence started right here, right, right where I'm sitting. Um, I still live in the same house where Providence started. Start, Providence started in this living room. Um, and uh, my son, Ethan, was a teeny little baby. And it was just me and my wife, Adrian, my son, Ethan, and Philip and Carrie and Anna uh, were around at that time. And, uh, and we started Providence in this living room. And so here we are, 12 and a half years later, right back in the same place. And so, uh, so this is, uh, this is uh, I think, a, a huge honor. And it's really interesting how God and His providence, working behind the scenes, uh, has us back in, the, in, t- in this place, keeping us close to uh, where He started us. And, and He's led us to this mo- moment. Um, we are uh, we're coming to you on Sunday night. Um, it, nothing wrong with Sunday mornings. Uh, but we, uh, uh, Sunday mornings are seen a little crazy. There's a lot of, I watched like 12 different sermons uh, and messages and services this morning. Um, and it looked pretty wild. We just thought that we would record this and broadcast it at a time that's, that's not as crazy. We're refusing to be crazy in this season. Uh, we want to operate uh, in peace. And so it, that's actually what I want to speak into our hearts uh, today. Um, that God is calling us in a crazy season to still operate in massive peace, more peace than you've ever had. God wants you to operate in it right now. So it's a wild season. It's a dark day. But um, the, the light of the gospel, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and the peace that God has always provided His church that is not contingent on our on life circumstances uh, can be yours. And so I want to talk to you about that peace. If you have your Bibles, Philippians. Hopefully you've been reading the book of Philippians. That's been my encouragement to you. But Philippians chapter 4, starting with verse 4, going to verse 9, um, I want to read peace over to you. I want to tell you the Bible says, here's the secret. It's not, it's not uh, difficult at all. This is the secret to operating in heaven's peace. If we're going to be a church, here's our mission statement, that we bring light to dark places, life to dead places, uh, can anybody else help me with the next one? I'm going to go blank here. <laughs> yeah, uh, hope to desperate places and heaven to earthly places. Um, sorry, I forgot that. Um, the, uh, but if we're going to bring heaven to earthly places, we better be bringing and operating in peace, okay? So, um, so I, I want to read this to us. And here it is, Philippians chapter 4, starting with verses 4 through 9. It, it says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. 
Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here's what happens. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is any Uh, anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Let me pray that right now. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you administer peace to every single heart, to every single home, to every single worry, to every single fear. I I pray that your peace would go and steal the show uh, in every single life right now. And so we welcome that into our hearts right now as we dig into your word for a moment. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, I want to speak peace to you, um, and uh, and I, I I know like I, I, you can't say it enough that these are unprecedented, crazy times. We should be feeling anything but peace, honestly, uh, if we were just alive in this world without Jesus. But the the outbreak of heaven on the earth means that we can operate with the heart of Jesus, and He is not flipping out right now. He is as peaceful as He's ever been. He's not biting. He's not going with Plan B or C, or any other plan, he is still operating in the peace of his kingdom. And so I love that in verse 4, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Now, rejoice always is something pretty wild, uh, is it not? That means that you are to rejoice always, meaning in every circumstance. Um, when, when there's a, coronav- out, a coronavirus outbreak in the earth, the Bible says rejoice. Um, this morning, you want to hear something crazy? Uh, this morning, um, I was sitting at my desk praying, and I heard someone flush the toilet upstairs, and uh, I heard water running. Somehow, I have a pipe that broke, and now when you flush the toilet, everything just goes down into my walls, all right? The Bible says have peace. Yesterday, my dryer caught on fire, (laughs) all right? The Bible says rejoice always. And the day before that, my sewer backed up and I had to spend, you know, $250 uh, with a Roto-Rooter thing. Um, The Bible never gives us uh, a a time where we are uh, not to rejoice. And so my sewer backs up, my dryer's on fire. We have to drive our clothes other places, and then we can't flush our own toilet. And then there's a coronavirus outbreak. And, and my friends, listen, the Bible, when the Bible says rejoice always, it just simply means there's joy available to us and accessible to us always in every situation and everything that we're going through, we can have joy. And so I want to encourage you with that. There are no excuses why we don't have joy in this season. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will, I will say rejoice. Um, I, the, I want to draw our attention to the reality here, here that is where our joy comes from. It says rejoice in the Lord always. So our joy doesn't come from our circumstance or our situation. Our joy doesn't just come uh, when life seems to be going uh, well. That's happiness. Something good happens to you and then you rejoice. This is a kind of joy that says Jesus never changes. So I always have, have a reason to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Joy, friends. For you believers who uh, have found your treasure in a man named Jesus, Jesus 
is always a source, the source, a reason to rejoice and, uh, and celebrate. And so this is a, a massive passage uh, for us. So it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. So let's double the joy in our lives. Let your reasonableness be known to everybody. Um, can can I, I just tell you this, that uh, reasonable people in this time that are not freaking out, that are actually putting other people's needs above their own, that are reasonable, that haven't lost their minds, that are, that are still smiling, that are still making good decisions, that aren't just freaking out wherever they go. Reasonable people are going to shine like lights in a day like today. Let your reasonableness uh, be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. I was studying that the Lord is at hand part. I just think that means that Jesus is coming back soon. Uh, and times like this uh, make it so we actually think thoughts that this is not all there is, that Jesus will come back. And so we say, come Lord Jesus. But then it says in, in verse six, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Let's just talk about that for a moment because the, while the Bible says rejoice always, the Bible also says do not be anxious about anything. And so there's no room to hide here. You all are always called to rejoice and there is nothing that you're allowed to be anxious about according to the scriptures. Um, be anxious about Nothing, or do not be anxious about anything, is the biblical call. Do not be anxious about anything. And so anything, here's, here's what would fall under that category. Uh, when the Bible says anything, it says, it, it means this, do not be anxious or do not have anxiety over or do not worry about viruses, right? When the Bible says do not be anxious, it means do not worry or do not be troubled by it or do not have anxiety over uh, difficulties or attacks or sewer backups or toilets that have lost their plumbing, right? Uh, on top of fear and all and news and everything else. The Bible is just very specific that there is nothing that God wants you to bow at the enemy's uh, bow at the enemy's feet at. That's what we're doing when we're having uh, worries lead us and anxieties lead us. Uh, we're actually bowing to the enemy and our faith is in something other than postured at the feet of Jesus. And so th uh, this day, I want to tell you that the Bible says there is nothing that you need to worry about because Jesus is for you and he hasn't lost control of the earth. And so in every season, every trial, and every difficulty, under every attack against every virus, our our uh, posture is not one of worry and anxiety. Our posture is one of rejoicing, joy, and trusting in God. Listen to this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. So in every situation, what we're supposed to do is, is uh, stop bowing to worry and start doing this. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. So in other words, guys, instead of worrying, the Bible is literally calling us to prayer to prayer. The church is supposed to be a, uh, a church that is known for crying out to God, for believing God for the impossible, for trusting God when everything looks dark, for lighting up the darkness. And the Bible says, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Guys, this is a time to celebrate and be thankful in God and who He is and what and what He's done. I, I think some of our most powerful uh, prayers in a season like this is, God, thank you for my kids. 
God, thank you for, um, the, for leading me here. God, thank you for uh, the house that I'm in. God, even with a backed up sewer, I like this place you've provided for me. And so I want to encourage you to be thankful in prayer. And now all of those things that are happening when we're refusing to bow to worry, we're refusing to have anxiety, but we're attacking anxiety with this, with this antidote called prayer. What actually happens is, is this in verse 7. says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So when we refuse to be anxious about anything, but instead we cry out to God with prayer, we, uh, with supplications, and with thanksgiving, the, the outbreak of that, the simplicity of that, the outbreak of that is the peace of God manifest in your life. It comes into your life. Um, I love what, what Paul says here. And listen to this. Paul is writing this from prison to the Philippians. So the Philippians were under massive persecution. Paul is writing this from jail. He's under house arrest. He's in a situation that's worse than we're in today. Yet he's saying, hey, guys, pray about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, begin to know what the peace of God is like. And so the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Let, let me, let, let, this, is, this is really big for us, that, that it is not the understanding of your situation that brings you peace. It is praying to God and refusing to have anxiety that brings you peace. It's prayer ushers in peace, not your understanding that, us that ushers in peace. You can understand all you want, but peace is not a manifestation of your understanding. The, the peace does not need your understanding to be re released in your life, guys. And so what you need to do is you need to trust your Father uh, who uh, cares for you, and then the peace of God, which surpasses understanding. So God, I don't understand what's happening in the world today. I don't need to try to figure it out. That's not the posture of the church figuring it out. Okay, that's not how we're rolling. We're saying, God, do what we can't understand. You are bigger and, and more powerful than this. Do what we can't understand and release your peace in the earth. So in the peace of God, what surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I love, here's what peace does. Is peace doesn't just make us feel better, but peace actually guards us. And so peace guards your heart. So when you're tempted to waver and you're tempted to fear, it guards your hearts. And also what peace does is peace guards your mind. When you're tempted to think in a way that is outside God's kingdom, when you're tempted to think in, uh, where fear leads your thoughts, where, uh, where worry and anxiety fear, uh, leads your thoughts, peace says, no, 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 I'm guarding your mind. I want you to think thoughts like this. Look at verse 8. Uh, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so those are the kind of thoughts that peace will lead you into. So peace will, will guard your mind so you can think uh, in line with the heart of Jesus. And I just want to encourage you with this, guys. Begin to pray like never before. Release peace into your world. Begin to think and feel uh, with the peace of God as, uh, as, the, you know, as leading the charge in your life. And I really believe that God is going to just break out on you in massive and awesome ways. Um, guys, can I, can I tell you this, if I'm just being really honest with you? Um, I, I was trying to think, uh, when's the last time I felt like the world was this crazy? 
Um, because even though I'm preaching about peace, listen, I'm still a human being and I understand that it does feel crazy right now. And when my brother Philip and I were just little kids, um, you know, my parents got divorced and uh, my mom uh, married a guy that was just not a great guy and he was actually abusive and he knocked my mom's front teeth out and we ran to McDonald's, okay? <laughs> and uh, I remember that is the only season in my life where I felt crazier than this. And so this is, this is pretty wild. And listen, God met me and my mom and my brother at McDonald's. He sent a couple that knew Jesus to let us live with them. He met us in McDonald's and I'm telling you that it was, it, was, uh, it was peace being ushered into our lives. And I'm telling you that God's going to meet you in this place. And I want you to have peace about that, that God is not trying to win back control. Um, that control hasn't been uh, taken from him, that God wants to meet you with peace and he wants to drive you to a depth that you've never known in him um, where you actually shine. Now, the world has to get dark if we're going to shine, guys. So when we're saying uh, that we want to be cities on a hill, we want to you know, be a church that shines the light of Jesus, it's got to be dark. And so as the world's getting uh, darker, I want to be more peaceful. I want providence going, uh, lighting up the darkness with the peace that we have, with the love for others that we have. And I'm so excited about, about what God is doing, uh, that God is literally uh, it, leading us to a place where we can release the things of heaven on the things of a, of a world that is desperate for Jesus uh, right now. So guys, here's a few things that I want to encourage you to do. Saturdays, we're fasting and praying and saying, God, in the coronavirus, bless people, give us wisdom. I want to encourage you to be praying for me, be praying for the leadership. We really need it in these days. I want you to, I want you to pray twice as much as you watch the news. Okay, the news is not going to give you peace, my friends. Uh, hit your knees twice as much as you watch the news. Um, there are other people in the world. We have friends, Zach and Kara. They need the peace of God in their situation, so we lift up Zach and Kara. And then so many of you, you have your own things in your life or in your own situations. It's not that your sewer is backed up. It's not that your toilet is flushing through your walls. It's not that your dryer's on fire, but it's other things in your life. I, uh, I keep getting impressed on my heart that there's, there's moms and dads that uh, have uh, nothing but peace in their homes as their kids are kind of going wild in this season. Maybe you're feeling bad about how you're parenting. Listen, peace to you and more peace to you and peace to you. We're going to be a church that doesn't live in shame. We live in peace. Uh, we're going to go after God in deep and awesome ways. And so I just want to pray that into you right now. Uh, could you just put out your, your arms like this in, in a receiving posture? I think God just wants to pour peace on you right now. And so Heavenly Father, um, in these days where peace um, is hard to come by, you've got more than enough just waiting on us, ready for us, God. And so I just pray that in these moments, you rain down your peace on your people, God. And we just receive that right now. We posture our hearts right now uh, that we will be intercessors, prayer warriors, and revivalists, trusting that you are doing a work far better than we could ever ask or imagine. So God, we just pray right now, God. I pray for peace in every situation. I pray for, uh, for hope in every situation. We pray for uh, wisdom for our leaders. We, we pray for divine visitation and homes. We pray, God, that when we finally gather again, that uh, there will be a thankfulness and a power that will, uh, that, that will uh, accompany us as we get back together. And God, we just pray and pray that you would end this virus and you do great, marvelous, and mighty things in the earth for the glory of Jesus' sake. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I speak peace to you. 
I release peace to you, and we, we pray it in, and we welcome it in. Join these days, God's, uh, guys. Big blessings to you as, uh, as we navigate this season and press into Jesus. You will not be sorry on the other side. Amen? All right, blessings. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that this word will bring light to dark places, life to dead places, hope to desperate places, and heaven to earthly places.